Hello everyone, I'm Shavik Nandi and welcome to the 7th century. Throughout my journey in the beverage world, I have come across a question multiple number of times. And that is, how can we understand whether tea or wine is of top quality or not quite up to the mark? Now, as soon as we use the phrase up to the mark, that makes the standard relative and it varies from individual to individual. Therefore, it's us who set our own benchmarks. We have discussed in an earlier episode that the perception of flavors refer to the way sensory impulses are interpreted by our brains. These interpretations depend a lot on our past memories and preconceived notions. Now let's delve a little deeper into our memory construct and see how things work in our brains. There are basically two levels of memory. First is the semantic memory, which refers to the repository of facts gathered over long periods of time. For example, knowing the fact that green tea is bitter or the fact that a peated scotch whiskey tastes smoky. It's basically a kind of general knowledge that gets imbibed in us over time. Secondly, there's our episodic memory, which is specific to our personal experiences. For example, the fact that Sencha is a green tea from China, which is much more marine and far less bitter compared to a green tea from Assam. Or the fact that Lafroy is an I love whiskey, which is far more pity than Bunaha Ben. These are the conclusions we draw through repetitive tastings, and that's how we set our benchmarks. Every time we taste a tea or a wine, we imprint an episodic memory of the flavor profile on our brains. Over time, these episodic memories facilitate the addition of new information to the semantic store. While we keep drinking different types of teas or wines, we eventually set a benchmark for the best quality and the flavor profile is set in our brains as semantic memory or as a given standard of quality. Later, when we drink something of superior or inferior quality, we have an automatic recall of the set benchmark from our semantic store. That's the reason we can say that a particular Argentinian Sauvignon Blanc is not as good as a New Zealand one or the first flush tea from a particular tea garden in Darjeeling was better in 2015 than the production in 2019. However, there's no possibility of you doing that unless you have a repository of flavor notes and profiles in your brain beforehand. We can refer to it as palate memory. Let me tell you about my personal experience of setting the benchmark for matcha. Matcha is basically a Japanese green tea which has several grades and a wide range of flavor profiles. At first, I tried the culinary grade. That was the only option I had. It was harsh, bitter and dark in color. I thought that's how it's supposed to be perhaps. I had no other reference point in my brain to compare it with. On a later occasion, I had an opportunity to try a premium grade matcha. It's then that I realized that the previous one I had tried was inferior, far more inferior. In a few months time, I met a friend from Spain who had recently visited Japan and gifted me a pack of an award-winning ceremonial matcha. She prepared it for me using a set of handcrafted chawan, chashaku and chasen, which are the traditional bowls, scoops and bamboo whisks used during a Japanese tea ceremony. Now when I tried that matcha, I was blown off. I was simply blown off. 
the color, texture and the flavor profile was out of the world. And I'm not at all exaggerating when I tell you that. Therefore you see it's all very relative. And that's the reason there is no other alternative than repetitive tastings and retention of flavor notes in your mind to set your own benchmark of quality. That brings us to the end of this episode. You can listen to all the episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts or any other app you use to listen to podcasts. You can reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter. The links are mentioned in the episode description. I will be back soon with other topics. Until then, goodbye.